Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 1, episode 17, it's called The Squire of Gothos, full spoilers for the episode as always. Connor, how did you feel about this one? Uh, it was alright. Middling, yeah, I, I wasn't, it wasn't as bad, or bad as maybe harsh, but it wasn't as low as shore leave, I would say. It had oh, some no. more interesting ideas, there was some menace, there was some threat. Uh, but I didn't enjoy it as much as, say, Galileo 7 or... Uh, some yeah, of any recent... of the other last bunch. Yeah, the, the, the good ones we've had recently. Uh, it, it presents some interesting ideas. Obviously, I think the most memorable thing about it is probably the insane ending, when you kind of find out who yeah. Trillian actually is. Well, you kind of find out who he is. You don't, you don't get, like, a firm thing, but you you get enough to go, oh, it's, like, yeah, the child of a god or angels or... Something. Yeah, yeah, just the idea that he's he's essentially yeah. a teenager. Yeah, yeah, he, I'd say even younger than a teenager. He feels like I don't know. I don't know. He feels like a rebellious teenager to me. I don't know. I feel like his games are more like that of a like a ten year old. They feel they feel because obviously his appearance we can't trust because he's just he's warping reality yeah, yeah. as well. So uh, it feels like more like a. T- a ten-year-old to me, but so yeah, the plot of this one is that the 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 crew that the ship comes close to this planet, and Sulu and Kirk just like go missing in the blink of an eye, and they go. In fact, one of my one of my little goofs of this episode is when McCoy and the other guys go down to try and find them, and they find this little inhabitable spot, and they walk in, and Kirk and Sulu are standing there, and they're you know they're, they're staying still because they might be frozen, and literally within the first second of the shot, Kirk blinks, and I'm like, Shatner. <laughs> Well, actually, no. I'm even going to blame Shatter. I'm going to blame to, the director. To blame whoever, yeah, whoever yeah. didn't go right, do another take. Yeah, or or the editor. Did, did you have multiple takes? Why did you pick that one? Were the other ones worse? In that worst case, it's Shatner's fault. If if that was the best one he did, because <laughs> the I was like, it was immediately he blinked and like yeah. Sulu was kind of shaking. He was trying to stay still, and you could it was just I don't know. It was especially because later on, uh, one of the little random crew members gets frozen at the sort of dinner table, and I thought it looked quite good. The guy was doing a good job of like staying sort of yeah. mid. Like, yeah. sort of motion like that and it was, but anyway so yeah they go down and this this guy Trillane and he's he's got everything modelled after like uh, like Napoleon. Napoleon era yeah the history all that kind of stuff uh, he's in this ridiculous get up uh, my other little goof actually at this point in the episode was that he is clearly not actually playing the uh, what, what is that instrument? Harpsichord is that, is that Harpsichord? okay yes uh, Aye, so he's 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 kind of just doing that thing. It's kind of it reminds me of like when uh, people are using computers in movies and they're just like whacking away at the keyboard. I agree, but I like it in this one because I just like the idea that it plays itself anyway. Ah, it's that's like a, just what it does. It's like a player piano, yeah, and he's just pretending to play. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I, I I can buy that. It was just the way he was even like it was just it was so half-hearted the way he was sort of looking at them and just whacking his hands about. Yeah. But he, he's created this, he seems to have power over this world, he can make them freeze, he can make them teleport, he can make things appear, he can, he's, power, power infinite. Pretty much. Which was why, it, it kind of works out when we find out he's kind of like the child of a celestial being and has this much power, that he made this planet, uh, yeah. is the idea. And that that that'll just makes sense with how much power he has, so that, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, so it's basically just like a game of like, they, they can't do anything, he keeps just like, acting like a spoiled little brat and making them do whatever he wants. And when they do eventually get out, he gets pissed and comes back up to the ship and pulls them back down and threatens them. And does all... so... I like the bit where they're trying to escape and the planet just keeps moving in front of them. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's like, oh, we've got an object up ahead and it's the planet's just kind of like moving. 
It's, just, yeah. it's almost like a bully in the school, like sort of just step into this. It's just always been in front of you, wherever <laughs> yeah, you pretty move. Pretty much. I was, I was the, the celestial equivalent of that. Uh, but uh, actually, do you want know, you know a uh, little tidbit? I really, I like the reason why he based these all his stuff on the Napoleon era is because we're nine hundred light years away from Earth, so yeah, he's so like, that's that's just where it is for him. Yeah, so he's looking through this telescope, and this is what he's seeing, but it's actually 900 years behind. I actually kind of like that idea. That's why yeah. he's... So he's actually wildly out of date for everyone else there. It's like, yeah, but yeah. It's good. That's, that's what he's seen. Uh, no, I, 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 I had this fun moments. I, I think... I think what maybe makes it not as great as some of the more recent episodes that we've really loved is probably... Because he is... There's no clear goal. Because it is such like a child's tantrum... There's no, there's threat. That there is definitely threat, and there's like, oh crap, we're in this. But it's more like figuring out how to manipulate him rather than. Yeah, you don't feel like it's not like he has a goal that, yeah. that you want to prevent. It's just this is just this kid doing what a kid does. Yeah, so it it feels it has that kind of random kids playing kind of nature to it, which I guess I mean works for the episode, but it it just maybe doesn't have the same sort of drive, the same urgency that some of the other ones. Yeah. Pretty but, much. Uh, but that's really my only thing. I, I think Trelane is okay. I, I think he maybe. I know we get similar type characters mm. down the line. I mean, this kind of all powerful being that they have to put up with is yeah. kind of a staple of Star Trek. Uh, I know from later on, you know, characters like Q and stuff like that from Next Gen. Uh, so. And I, I know they're. Like, I think Q is quite well liked. I haven't seen. I think I've seen his first episode before, but. Uh, I think Q is a light character. I'm just wondering, like, will this will this guy pale in comparison when we see like the more mm. uh, like loved and fleshed out versions of this all powerful being who can manipulate things around him? Yeah, maybe. I think that does work though, because obviously this is like this is the prototype for that idea. But oh, he's, sure. as a kid, yeah. he's still got to grow into what what people think of as that idea later on. So it kind of works in that sense as well. Is it, well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I actually don't really have any negatives about the episode. That really like. As much as I'm, I'm trying to pick apart the reasons why I didn't love it. I liked it, but I didn't love it, and I'm trying to pick apart those reasons. But ultimately, it just becomes a case of, oh, no, it's good, but it's just not quite hitting the the, the high yeah, marks. Yeah, and and the, and ultimately, the the message comes down to be a decent parent and don't let your kids destroy stuff. Yeah, the message is quite thin. I because I, I wasn't really yeah. sure what the message was until obviously the ending comes and the parents are like, well, no, 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 these are life. You, yeah, you've been yeah. messing things up, and I'm like, all right, so. It's less of a... I mean, there's a message, but it's... It, it's... it literally says you've got to look after your pets. <laughs> it, it's it's very, very surface level in that. Almost to the point where I'd argue it's not even a message. No, it's it's not like, really. Like, I feel like, you know, a lot of the messages that Star Trek brings up and tackles, you know, it's big things, it's big important things where we're tackling bigotry, we're tackling uh, war, we're tackling, you know, big subjects that mean a lot and are really serious. And it's like... Look after your pets, children. <laughs> like it's just yeah. it, it just it feels like it's on a completely different level to the point where it, it's not it does. even really a message. Because I mean, it's not even really a kids show, is it? Like I, would, I wouldn't. Kids probably watch Star Trek, sure, but I, maybe not yeah. in these days. I, I think Star Trek now is seen as more of a, a grown-ups thing because it, I'm sure in the '60s kids watch Star Trek, but I think now Star Trek's not cool if you're a kid. Where yeah. you know you get older and you're like, oh, I want to check out Star Trek. And I'm sure there's exceptions. I'm sure there's some dads and grandfathers and mums and grandmas who, you know, here, kid, come watch some Star Trek with me, and they'll introduce them that way. I, I but... think it especially works because obviously you could do that with like the the newer movies and stuff. 
But mm. it, it, with this, I think it, it, it wouldn't have the ability to hold a, a this day and age's child's attention span. No, because they've all got ADD. Yeah, pretty much. They're all scum. Yeah, this is very oh. slow paced. I mean, even myself as a child, I, I don't think I'd have enjoyed this. Um, I think I might have. I mean, uh, bit, uh, some of it mo- uh, and some of it I wouldn't. I, I, I don't know. I think, because if I remember right, I, there's some things where I watch now that I watched as a kid. Like, I've not seen them since that time, and I'm shocked at how slow paced they are. And I All think, right. honestly, as a kid, I just didn't notice that. Okay, maybe then. Um, maybe that's not the same for everyone, but I, I, I think certainly for for me, I was so into like movies and TV that the slow pacing wasn't. If anything, I noticed pacing issues more now. Not necessarily because they're always they're too slow. They can be anything. It can be too fast, too slow, yeah. not right for the story. But I feel like when I was a kid, pacing was almost an irrelevant issue for me. Like I could almost like uh, anything. That's fair. I mean. You know, when I was a kid watching the Superman movies, and this isn't a pacing issue, but when I was a kid watching the Superman movies, I liked Superman 4 just as much as the others. It didn't stick out as being the shit one. No, no, that is that is true when you're a kid. That, yeah. that you don't look at things as deeply. It's like, oh, it has a cool moment. Cool, I'm in. <laughs> Whereas now I watch Superman 4 and I'm like, oh my god, what, what is this travesty? What, why is there a woman breathing and screaming in space? What is happening? Stop it, stop it. Why does Superman have powers that rebuild walls with his eyes? Stop it, stop it right now. The answer is just because. Why is that prick from Two and a Half Men in this? Stop it. Because money. <laughs> to be fair, at this point, I think it was before he was like, well-known probably, and famous, so yeah. he probably wasn't a high-paying gig. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that was a tangent. Oh, dear. Uh, so obviously, there's some fun. I like how uh, Trillian reacts to Spock. Like he, he he doesn't like him. He's like, "Oh, you're antagonistic. You you have ruined my fun." But then then when he actually gets to talk to him, he's like, "Oh, maybe there is a redeeming quality about you after all." Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like I said, there's, there's fun stuff in there. It just it doesn't do anything particularly great. It doesn't yeah. do, it doesn't go to any new heights or anything like that. Yeah, it's like with the Spock stuff. I, I liked at the end when uh, Kirk's like, "Oh, I mean, in reality, it turns out it's not it's not that different from." You know, the antics, you know, we get up as kids, you know, Spock, when you were stealing the apples, you were dunking someone's pigtails in the ink, and, uh, which, by the way, I, I just, I like the idea that in Star Trek's timeline, people are still using ink, <laughs> like, pots of ink <laughs> to write, like, you got lasers. Ah, oh, no, it's great. I, I, I find it hard to believe that you even have to manually write things anymore, I'm just, just... Have we even seen paper? No. We've not actually. I don't think so. We've seen little uh, like discs. We've seen, we've, seen, yeah. we've seen like almost iPad esque things, and we've seen yeah. uh, like their tapes or these little rectangle cube cube, cube yeah, yeah. things. I'm pretty sure we've not seen any paper though. Maybe it's one of those things where you still teach them as a kid, so that they appreciate the the advancements throughout. Yeah, like I know some like film skills and stuff still force uh, their students to edit for a bit on tape, just to make them know the punishment. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he just came from a poorer area of Earth, but still had to use paper. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. So Trillian's thing was that he wanted an adventure. So whenever Kirk actually turned it into a duel or turned it into something like that, he, he got excited. And he was like, "Oh, this is exciting! This is this is an adventure. This is." Yeah, it's almost like he's been watching that era like through his telescope. And he's like, "I want, I want these antics. I want yeah, the yeah. excitement." It's like a kid who doesn't understand that what's on TV isn't real life 
even though in this case it was real life, but it's the same sort of thing yeah, where yeah. he doesn't understand the weight of it or that it actually hurts people or is it actually there's all these negative aspects that come with everything. Yeah, it's not actually real for him. It's just things he watches. Yes. Yeah, it's it's, it's entertainment. Pretty much. All right, uh, that's this week's Star Trek. Uh, thanks for watching. Let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen. Uh, but that's us, guys. So thanks once again, and we will see you next time.